the Below 500 podcast. Uh, it's the first ever episode. So to start it off, I'm Gooch. We got Wiz and Hunter. We're going to go around and everyone's going to get like our teams out of the way going forward. So there's no bandwagoning, no switching up. And we all know who, who to roast for what going forward. I'll go ahead. I got anything college related, Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, being from Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder all the way for NBA. We're ass right now, but we're coming for that lottery pick. And NFL, I'm the Patriots guy. So everyone can get mad about that. And NHL and soccer can both go fuck themselves. I have nothing to say about either of those topics. So, Hunter, who you got? All right. Well, I'm this voice is going to be known as Hunter. And uh, I don't want to list my team because it's very depressing. College wise, I go to Sam Houston State, so go Bearcats. But besides Ooh. a small ass school like that, uh, AM, Aggies, and Jimbo, we trust. And then Houston all around. Got the Houston Astros. Got the depressing Houston Texans. And the bright future of the Houston Rockets. Bright future. Kate Cunningham. All right. No, I'm I'll, Wiz. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm Wiz uh, from Houston. So, of course, college. I buy into the u of h cougars but other than that i'm a big a&m and gator fan just because that's around the time i got into football i remember watching tebow back in the day and watching manzel a lot so i've kind of gotten into those teams but other than that i'm a rockets and astros fan and a cowboys fan for some fucking reason so oh god i'm sorry you're the only thing worse than texans fan right now might be a cowboys fan just because so much is of us. Yeah, I don't know. Bad. I don't know. Yeah, that's, Jerry Jones, the owner, it's awful. Y'all, are, I don't know about that. This is coming from the guy whose quarterback is a rapist. <clears throat> Y'all got Bill, Cos- assault. Bill Cosby at QB1. No, sex, sex, sexual assault. Let's chill out. All he did was hump a couple towels. The girl came out with a statement one. in court. She was talking about uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> she was talking about how he penetrated her. So even though like they're all sexual assault, assault yeah, sexual assault cases, she described rape. So look, um, if it's guilty, it's racism because Ben Roethlisberger was innocent. <laughs> um, no, see Ben Roethlisberger. See, in rape cases, I don't know exactly how it works, but you can pay them off. That's why they ask for money up front. And like Deshaun Watson denied. Watson's it. like, no, he's not trying to. Yeah, he's not trying. because in a rape case, like, so you're not you're not acquitted of rape. It's just the case never no. gets taken forward. Exactly. You pay him. That, that's what Roethlisberger did. And that's what Kobe did. So technically, the most he's recent case, the most most recent case of that is Antonio Brown just yeah. came to a settlement with the sexual assault case. He yeah, had. none of them are proven innocent, but they just no. And like with Antonio Brown, he did the non-disclosure agreement where nobody can speak why 
it was settled or what the mm -hmm. amount was. That's how we got Donald Trump as our president. Is we a MAGA podcast now? Yeah, the, I was about to say, are we a MAGA pod or the power of the NDA, baby? <laughs> or are, are, are I think we're a we free got, thinker pod. We're like five minutes into the pod getting canceled twice. <laughs> Uh, hey, make sure make sure we call LeBron before we give any more opinions. Oh man! Yeah. All right, well, let's get we into it. We got our it. depressing teams. Let's get into it. I'm gonna go it. on Watson rant too. It's a good thing. We'll just wait. I'll save the Watson rant for later. For yeah. All right, big news. We got UFC last night. I did not watch it, so somebody who did watch it take the reins on this one. So, um, I did not watch it either. So, Wiz, this is all on you. I, 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 I pulled up the stream right after everyone freaked out about Chris Weidman breaking his legs. I looked it up on Twitter. Oh. oh that, did y'all see the video? I, I yes. saw clips. That was that was awful. That's It was funny. We were talking about that's like the same guy who uh, Anderson Silva broke his leg against. Was it really? Because I was going to yeah. compare it to that. Yeah, it, it was the same exact guy he broke his leg against. Oh. And that's, I mean, that, that, that was early in the match too. And then this was like his first kick. So it was just, it was crazy. And it was, when he fell down, just like the position of his leg, it, it, it was sick. Karma, but, instant karma, or not instant, but it was karma full. Instant full karma circle. 10 years yeah. later. Uh, the, the, the universe <laughs> at work. Yeah, apparently. Oh, sorry. I, was, I didn't know that, that was the same guy that fought Anderson Silva because yeah. I was going to say, like, uh, when you put this in the notes, that that literally looked I, almost identical to me as the Anderson Silva kick. And apparently, he celebrated after he won that match because Silva broke his legs, like, which, yeah, like, like last night, his, his opponent, like, kind of like, went in the corner like on his knees and kind of like felt bad for him but yeah which i mean I'm, oh I'm, the video wasn't bad until it was the very end when they showed him trying to stand back up well and you got to think about folded. you got to think about they said that that was the first ever ufc fight that a fighter won without throwing a single strike oh yeah because it was immediate yeah yeah so i mean yeah. that's, that's all like, as a as the other fighter you got to think like yeah you win but like you didn't. You, you do didn't not earn it. Yeah. You can easily train a fight in another month. Oh yeah. They could have trained for you that don't whole have to fight wait to heal time. and get all that yeah. to get ready. I always think about that because that's why there's so much time off in between UFC matches because you got the shit beat out of you. Even if you won, you gotta you gotta wait till you oh, yeah. get back yeah. in the ring. So like you don't have, you don't have to sit and heal. He's ready to go. Yeah. He can go ahead and find his next pro the next prospect and just start training. Yeah. But I don't know. After that fight, there was two uh two female championship fights. I didn't pay attention too much to the first one. But she, she just bullied the girl. She, yeah. She I, I said, I watched highlights on everything. Um, that first fight, uh, Shevchenko, she just, I mean, she was trying to talk about outclassing an opponent. Like, oh, she, wouldn't let, she wouldn't let that girl do anything. No. Yeah, and, and I was listening to, like, the Joe Rogan and them, like, after the fight, and they were saying, like, apparently she's not, that great of a takedown fighter and that's and that's what they thought the other girl had the advantage in that and that's she just went in and proved them wrong kind of a oh, fuck you to them yeah so that's how you know they were about her ass what oh yeah but then there yeah, was the I next really... fight oh sorry honor no, oh. no no go ahead go ahead go ahead and then there was the next fight 
some should have wrote down the names. I'm awful at names. The only, the only things like I watched the clips before this. The only thing I remember from that fight is uh, Thug Rose. It's Thug. So there was Thug Rose versus the Asian chick. I don't remember her name. Don't but all, all I all Walk I remember it was walking a thin line. Um, I, th- I think I can name the ethnicity, but um, she pretty much she just, she just caught one of the nastiest kicks I've ever seen. That was like a minute into the fight. Oh right? my god! Oh yeah, yeah. Just and, lights out. And yeah, she and she got back up. She was wobbling all over the place, but she did not want that. Yeah, that was. I saw a bit clips from the video of that. This is the first UFC fight I didn't stream in a while. I really, I'm sad I missed out on it, but there's so much great things that happened. See, so, the, only, the only reason I streamed it. Go ahead. I was like, third, third time's a charm on trying to get us canceled on episode one. But I had one takeaway from the Thug Rose fight. And I, I'd never watched her fight before. So just first impressions on that fight. Tell me that Rose, I can't come up with her last on top of my head, but tell me. She could not stand in for Carl from Shameless. Watch Shameless. Neither of y'all watch Shameless. Oh my! <laughs> Carl, God. is that is that is that the main character, the old guy? No, hold on. I'm my wife good. watches it. If any of our listeners watch Shameless, and what's her name? That, that joke is going to uh, hit. Oh. Uh, Okay, I see. If if he buzzed his head, holy shit! Well, so he had a buzz head in like the first three seasons. I'm try, I'm fine trying to find the picture. I watched the first episode of Shameless, saw the main chick's boobs, and I was like, hey, "Nice." Can't get into it though. See, my wife was into it for a while, but she hasn't gotten back into it since. Okay, I see him with the buzzed head. Okay, they, Bro, they have like the same. Tell thing, so. me that this is not so gross. Wait, is that him? <laughs> That's him oh from season God. two. I thought you were showing me a picture of Rose. No. Oh my God. Oh, that was her as like a kid. No. Oh my God. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So, the, uh, that was the my she knocked out her, her last name. Wait, her, her last name, it looks like it's Zang, so I'll call her Zang, but I, I, I don't blame her because, like, I feel like everyone, if, if you want to go out in a fight, you want to, you want to be KO'd. Like, even though TKO's are like, right. I, I don't, she said after the fight that like, if she's still conscious, she wants to keep going, but I get it. I don't know. Maybe try asking that girl that got her jaw kicked off. That, that was Zang. That's what she said after the fight. She said, you know, if I'm still conscious, I want to keep going, but which I can relate to, but you have to stop it just for a reason. Something Ben Askren should have done last, done last week. I we'll we'll get to that. Is that we're, yeah, we're jumping yeah. the gun, but yeah. Um, but the, so there was last fight. It was um, shit. What's his name? <laughs> Usman uh, versus Masvidal and Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll start off. I I hate Masvidal. I. For one, I, I hate people who are cocky. Just overall, like that tends to piss me off. But he's got a shit record, really, in 
So which one of them took the fight on six days' notice? I think it was Masvidal. Round one. Round or was one. that that was the first fight? Yeah, and that was Masvidal. So oh, that's okay. what I was saying. He I thought that was this right? fight. No, no, and see that's why they were talking about during the, the fight how this is he's better conditioned, he's in better shape and stuff like oh, that. Okay. And he just, he's that so makes sense. I think I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I, to be I, fair, from the I didn't watch the full fight. I watched the highlights. He was if he wasn't in control of the fight up until the knockout, he was he was right there. Like I mean, he had oh yeah yeah every shot. He was getting some solid shots in to win that fight. Even even when he was on the ground, like he ended up, he was on the ground a lot, but he was controlling the fight mm-hmm. even from the bottom. Oh, yeah. He, he, and then he just got he was on tagged. the ground. He was getting his licks in. Yeah. Then he yeah. just got tagged. And I I think and they were they were talking about like so pretty much by US UFC knowledge goes back probably about as far as like when I've been like watching here and there on streams when Usman won a couple was about a year ago a little over I don't know but I I've been I've watched a few of his fights and it seems like they were talking about how he gets better every fight. And he his striking keeps getting better and better, even though he's already great on the ground. And so I don't know who's gonna beat him. Yeah, I'm lacking in this topic. I'm I'm I can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm the same way. Like my I, I my UFC knowledge, like I was like an early UFC guy, and now like all my guys that I actually had knowledge of, they're all gone, they're retired. And then I kind of phased out and didn't get into the new guys. So I don't really know. See, I, I was big into McGregor. So I watched. Yeah, I'm, watched just, I'm, a, I'm a casual UFC fan. It's just, if there's a, it's a bunch of big hype, I'll prep and watch it. That's about it. See, that, that's pretty much me. But, like, I watched this one because I, I don't like Mazzaball. I wanted to see him get his get rocked. And it, the, the, the last three fights were great, like I said. Like, both the – all three title fights, both of the girls and this one, it, it was, it was, it was a great watch. I know I can't make, I can't bet on a fight to save my life because I've oh. never in like the six years I've ever done it, everybody I've ever bet on a fight loses. No, I want to one. Speaking of betting, I have a shit record of betting. I, I've won one bet my entire life, just even if it's like twenty bucks with a friend or cousin or whatever. And I bet a cousin, he's a Cowboys fan, and he bet me. $20, the Cowboys beat the Eagles week 17, like 2013, something like that. And I said, we're not going to fucking win with Kyle Orton to go to the playoffs. But I bet the Eagles. You. I remember it because it's like, so if this the is, Eagles you're win, the only one. if the Eagles win, I get 20 bucks. If they lose, I lose 20 bucks and the Cowboys make the playoffs. It was a win-win for me. I forgot about Kyle Orton's existence so he brought his name <laughs> up. And of course, that's the only bet I ever win because the Cowboys had to fucking lose and miss the playoffs. That seems like all we got on the UFC talk. We're going to go ahead and start our first ever segment, which we're calling highs and lows. So we're just going to kind of go around around the the group and go over if we have high topics that we're high on for the week or topics that have got us low for the week. So Wiz said he's got something to start it off. So I'm, I'm going to start off with a low. My, my low is just fuck Jake Paul, and which kind of goes with that is fuck Snoop Dogg. 
he's really sold out sitting there oh, hyping about Eminem. We're not talking about that. We're talking about I know, Eminem. I know. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how he's oh, yeah, he, he is. Jake he is Paul he so rides oh, well, Jake Paul because he y'all wasn't feeling Mount West. Uh, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, honestly, but it's like I feel like anyone else would just fucking hate Jake Paul. But Snoop Dogg, they're riding him. He must, he must be getting a good paycheck to be there. But I, Jake Paul has fought no one at all, and he acts like he's the fucking shit. He's in UFC. He was at the UFC last night, shit talking. Uh, what's his name? Daniel Cormier. Cormier. I think Cormier mm-hmm. would kick his. I think Cormier would kick his ass. Even though he's more of a wrestler, but he he still can hold his own fighting. But I think even a boxing match, match he would kick Jake Paul's ass. But. I don't understand why he won't talk shit to a boxer. He's like pulling so, people out of their natural habitat yeah. because so he can have a he has a chance. Yeah, that was my great. thing. Was like that was my big take on this. Was like he's three three and zero or four and zero. Three. But, so he's three and zero, and he literally has not. Not only has he not fought a boxer, he hasn't fought anybody with boxing skills. He's he who did he fight in that first fight? Was relevant. It was like a YouTuber. Wait, he fought a YouTuber. He fought a YouTuber. Uh, he fought an ex-basketball a, player, a retired basketball player, and an MMA fighter. Which that was like the big sell was like that he's finally fighting a fighter. But the fighter he picked to fight is renowned for being a bad boxer. And I, I know he's and what pissed me off even more. Is Jake Paul tweeted sometime during the week last week that they were supposed to have a wrestling match, and he said he's not yeah. doing it because yeah, he's, he's out of the wrestling he's, match he's a loser. Because, but like he's a it loser. Has, it has yeah. nothing to do. It had truly had nothing to do with the fact that Askren is an Olympic gold medalist wrestler. Oh yeah, I and oh, this so, is ridiculous. One thing I want to happen is I want to see Jake Paul McGregor because I saw where he tried calling out McGregor. So I actually looked up his. Uh, he's getting a little more, little more out there with like who he's his next potential fight. So he's got about five. I mean, I thought I was good, but uh, he's got about five candidates for his next fight. So one of them, I, I'll save this one for last because this is the one that I've got opinions on. So. Uh, one that's been tossed around that's a is, cliffhanger right there. It, I know is Dylan Danis, the guy that trains with McGregor. That one's been tossed around. Um, there's been like some interaction between them on social media. I don't really see that one happening. I just I don't think that's like yeah, a big that, enough. That I don't. I think that would almost be like a step back from the Ben Askren fight. So I don't see Paul doing that. Um, there's obviously the Daniel Cormier one. I don't see uh, one. I don't see Dana White letting that happen because Daniel Cormier works for the UFC now, and Dana White has been very vocal in his feelings about Jake Paul's fighting career. Um, and uh, Daniel Cormier, he uh, he's not a boxer. He was he's known for his ground game. The one, I mean, he's strong. He's strong as hell. He outweighs uh, he outweighs Jake Paul by probably seventy five pounds. And then um, the third one you had Joe Fournier. 
I've never heard of this guy. Apparently, he's a billionaire from London that has apparently nine fights under his belt. But his final, his last fight was against a Latin pop star. So, I mean, he's to me, he's pretty much the English Jake Paul. So I'm not really loving this matchup. And then the two that actually have me kind of intrigued are he has uh, expressed interest in fighting Tyron Woodley, the former welterweight champion from the UFC, who is an absolute monster. And then the one I said I would save for the end is, and this is like the one that I think everyone is kind of pushing to happen. Tommy Fury. And if you don't know who that is, that is the current heavyweight boxing champion, Tyson Fury's brother. And you want to talk about a bloodline. Their dad was, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, their dad was a championship boxer. Tyson Fury is the hottest name in boxing right now. And now Jake Paul wants to fight his 21-year-old brother. And that one is the one that intrigues me. I would love to see that. Oh, my God, I would love to see that. That's the first boxer, the first actual trained boxer Jake Paul has ever even, like, entertained the possibility of fighting. I'd like to see that. I mean, I would like to see it, but I don't see it happening because I don't think Jake Paul is going to go into a fight where he sees himself that he has a chance of losing. No, for sure not. But, I mean, you kind of have to weigh kind of the pros and cons if you're Jake Paul because if you're Jake Paul, you got to kind of look at it like every step now has to be like a step up like because you just fought an MMA fighter and beat him. So you you can't go backwards. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a risk versus – it's kind of like a risk-reward situation. Um, he needs to fight a boxer. Everyone knows he needs to fight a boxer. And if he continues to refuse to fight boxers, I don't see how his, like, legitimacy is not called into question. If, there's a, if he fights somebody that's not a boxer, I would just love to see McGregor because McGregor held his own against Mayweather whenever they fought. That's what I was going to say. If there was more rounds, or he, there was, there was too many rounds because he's used to what UFC seven rounds, right? I think it's rounds. Five rounds for a championship. For a championship, three for a regular. Well, in boxing, I think. Well, no, I think they went seven rounds or something. Whenever he finally got, I don't know. And he just got boxing. There's yeah, he got gas because he's not used to doing so many rounds. And where in boxing, I think their fight was like Mayweather McGregor was twelve rounds. Yeah, or boxing's the, 12 rounds. Up to 12. Standard is I 12. think it ended. I think their exhibition was 10. Was it? That's yeah, but still, that's still not what he's but, used to. He was gassed. But yeah, like he, around yeah, five, you could tell he way. had nothing. I was gonna say, yeah, you could yeah. tell after like round four, he was starting to feel it. And by round he, seven, he was he had he nothing in his punches. And like yeah, I feel I like and Sorry. I feel like I just feel like McGregor would have be able to hold his own even better against Jake Paul. Because Jake Paul is not he's not even a true boxer, in my opinion. So I don't think they would both wouldn't it be equal. I don't see one getting gassed before the other one. I feel like it'd be very equal. The and only Jake Paul reason, hasn't even gone long yet. The only reason I don't see like in like just 
the Conor McGregor Jake Paul fight happening right now is I mean, what is Jake Paul? What weight does he fight at? He's he's pretty jacked. Here we go. Okay, there we go. We're back. Um, yeah, like Jake Paul's a, like a big yeah, okay. dude, and uh, I just don't see like Conor McGregor's never been a big guy. I mean, he's fight anywhere between like one thirty-five and one fifty-five in his MMA career, and so I mean. All right. Do we want to interrupt him? Am I frozen Hello? again? Well, I'm going to interrupt him. I'm, I'm going to say I think one of the biggest things stopping the McGregor Paul fight is. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Am I back? I, so. Okay. Are you you're, back you're, now? You're back. Am I back? You're back. Okay, I'm back. I'm you're back. back. Well, I don't know if you want to go over again but what i was saying while you were frozen was that uh i think the biggest thing holding it back is there what is it a uh, jake paul and mcgregor's team have been fighting over uh, a 50 50 split on revenue so i think that's the biggest thing holding them back because i don't think i mean mcgregor knows he's a bigger sell than jake paul but jake paul believes he's some crazy superstar that deserves it all but, yeah like did you see his uh his Instagram post after the Askren pay-per-view. He's, uh, he's claiming, or Jake Paul? Jake Paul. He's claiming that he got $75 million in pay-per-view royalties. See, and I, I believe that because it's insane. Yeah, it was like one of the most bought pay-per-views ever. So I just I – just, oh, It I, made it made up top ten, didn't it? I thought yeah. it was funny because this was his Instagram post. I don't know how well you guys can see that. After the fight, oh, yeah. I, I can see. Yeah, it. it's so cringy. Those are one dollar bills. Those are one dollar bills. Yeah, I see that. I, I could I go to the that. bank right now and recreate that picture. Like, I, I, my whole opinion yeah. on Jake Paul is like, I'm not impressed. Fight a boxer. Yeah. So yeah. that yeah. being so that being one said, last rant. About the whole, oh, I guess I got two last rants about the Jake Paul situation. It's well, so Twitter, there's been a whole argument over whether or not it was uh, rigged. And everyone's argument against it is a god goose. I'm back. I'm back. You just got to wait it out. See, see, we can't, we can't pause that long. So we just keep going. Yeah. I can hear you. I can hear you while y'all keep going. Oh man, we'll have to do some sort of signal so you just pause until you're back. But I'm good to go. Okay, well, what I'm saying about the whole rig situation is that everyone on Twitter seems to be saying, like, who's defending it not being rigged is that it was a real hit to the temple. But what people don't realize is that, like, you know, when someone, when a, when a boxing fight is rigged or someone takes a fall, you take the hit, but you, you purposely take it and you get your shit rocked. And that, I don't know, that hit just seemed so telegraphed to me. It seemed like he opened himself up and took it. Ben Asker made it the biggest payday of his career and walked out smiling. I, I could see that it was rigged for Jake That's Paul's That's the only part that I don't understand is how he walked off smiling and laughing because if I just got my ass beat by Jake Paul. Yeah. The biggest payday off, of his career. I'd be pissed. And yeah. He, he, he didn't condition. He didn't give a shit. He came in there to take an ass beating 
and probably if it was rigged, had it planned out to take that hit in under a minute, so Jake Paul would look so great and left with a huge payday and was happy about it. Hmm. Yeah, so but. like my interest in the Paul brothers is Logan Paul, who only has one professional professional fight under his belt now has a scheduled fight against Floyd Mayweather. That happens in June, I believe, doesn't it? June 5th. Oh, I can't wait for that. This will be the first time I've ever rooted for Mayweather, and I'm really scared rooting for Mayweather because, like I said, I've I've lost every fucking boxing bet ever. So I'm rooting for Mayweather, and I'm going to be so pissed if Logan Paul wins. My question in this is, who is this a worse fight for? Logan Paul or Floyd Mayweather? I think I think Mayweather knows he's going to win. And the fight's probably going to drag out at least a few rounds because that's just Mayweather's style. Yeah. yeah. Probably, probably won't even reach seven like Dylan McGregor. But, um, no, Mayweather is defensive specialist, but I think yeah. he, Mayweather just spent a little too much money and was like, hey, yeah. what, what's hot right now? Yeah. Let me make some back. See, that's why I think it's better for Mayweather because Mayweather's just – yeah, he, he's taking a fight. He knows he can win. It's got a shit ton of hype. So many people are going to buy it just because. Yeah, exactly. And he's so, what, 51 and 0? So, yeah, the, this is this is only bad for Jake Paul or Logan Paul because he, I mean, does he really expect to win? I, I guess so. I that, that Paul bled something else. I don't know. I, I like Logan a lot more than Jake Paul. Oh, uh, definitely. Paul, Jake Paul's just cringy. Logan. He's just not as cringy, but I mean, also not as annoying as Jake is. Yeah, and he he redeemed himself, changed up his content a lot after, you know, what happened. And... Yeah, after that whole thing. But oh. yeah, I I don't know. I just don't see any upside for Mayweather other than the money. Hunter said like he thinks yep. he blew his bankroll, yeah, you... and he's gonna go fight a YouTuber for some money. What like? Yeah, if you win, no one's gonna we'll, cheer. No one's gonna be like, "Yay Mayweather," because you beat Logan Paul. And if you lose, you're fifty oh, and you oh. Lose. You're fifty and oh. It, it, and if he loses, I gotta say it, it's gonna be a fluke. If he loses, and then Logan Paul is gonna turn around and gets ass kicked, and that's just gonna ruin Mayweather's. The, the the biggest question to me is if if Mayweather loses, how big of a stain does it leave on his career? Massive. So that's what I'm saying. 50 and 0. And you're one exactly. loss to a YouTuber? 51. Because Logan's going to okay, turn around way. and get KO'd by someone right. else. And, and that's going to make him look even worse. Floyd has beat some of the literally the all-time greats in boxing history. And you're going to lose to Logan Paul? But it's not going to happen, honestly. I, I mean, no one, thought, no one thought Ben Askren was going to get knocked out by Jake Paul. So, I mean... All bets are off at this point. The oh, balls are—they're they're betting their state on a, Jake Paul and Logan Paul are emptying the bank for Mayweather to take a fall. I mean, I, would you? <laughs> if you had the money to beat Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match, I mean. If I I I'd assume yes, if if I was into boxing and stuff like that, I'd assume yes. 
if I could just I mean, throw yeah. money at someone like that, but yeah. If I you told it. me that I had enough money to buy a win against Floyd Mayweather and I'm in the boxing world like the Paul brothers are, that's all day. Like you do that all day. Is, is, is that enough about the Pauls? Yeah, I think that's we spent about UFC and too much and fighting in general. Oh, way too much. much. I think that's too much time for the Paul brothers. Yes, thank God this doesn't last long. This is just like every month thing. Oh yeah. Why we? Uh, I could I UFC could say more, but I'm gonna cut myself off. I, I can't keep going. All right, on to other sports for the North Dakota State, Sam Houston State. Uh, we're, we're, we're still doing our, our highs and lows, man. You yeah, gotta, you gotta, you gotta, Hunter's uh, got a low. I've got a low, but I'm gonna see if he keeps me lows. This. Oh, this I'm gonna take a minute. No, I think Hunter's got the last low. I'm, I'm high yeah, on Hunter. life right now. Oh, I am low on life because this week was the start of NBA fantasy playoffs. I somehow managed to get my injury-riddled team to the sixth seed, the last seed of the playoffs. I'm about to pull up my team. I was about to say, I'm not in the league, so no, you have to go you're not, the But I get to face the lovely Wiz. Tied for the first overall Wiz. with my injury-riddled team. So When my team is fully healthy, I, just, I beat everybody in the league. Everybody. I mean, my, my team has been hurt all year. If you go look at the stats, we've had a we've had a close to the same amount of people out all year. I think I've actually had a little yeah, no. more. And I don't know. I, you've, I, you've just got lucky before the season started, before anybody knew anything about the players, and you got lucky I, with all your trades. I, I I exploited some trades. I looked at the right stats. People were paying attention to names. I was paying attention to stats. Like I yeah. I valued someone like Draymond Green, who I know is going to put up eight eight and eight every night because yeah, which I learned eight that. assists is I learned that too late in the season. That's why I was like, mm-hmm. fuck. I mean, I have I have Russ, I have Russ in a green. I mean, that's that's worth like almost twenty and twenty every night. Like exactly. So my team makes me cry. It consists consists of Trey Young, KD, Donovan Mitchell, which I just picked him up off waiver because somebody dropped him. Jimmy Butler, Lonzo Ball, Rudy Gobert, Kyle Lowry, KP or Christoph Porzingis, Gary Trent Jr., Andre Drummond. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich of the Hawks, Wendell Carter Jr., Harrison Barnes, Malik Mangatisha McConnell. Over half of those people are hurt currently or having hurt throughout the whole season. And it, I, long story short, I am getting killed. See, I think the difference in our teams is that your team kind of like the, the injuries piled up mid to late season, and mine, exactly. was, mine was spread out all season. Like, Mine was spread out, and all of a sudden they all got healthy, and then it's either rest yeah. or they all piled up. And now I'm going to be a first round exit. Today is the last day. And, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and exactly. Just, uh... So it's, it's it's, it's a wrap. A wrap. I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm just playing proceeding now in the, in the overall league. Yeah. But at least I can't get lower than sixth. Six out of twelve. That's not bad. That's five hundred. That's not not below. You're you're not. Oh yeah. I guess we're we're above five hundred. 
put yeah that's don't that's just the lowest yeah. part of my year so I, I i guess that's technically a high for me because looking at my team compared to other teams going out going on right now in the playoffs my team's actually had a few people sit this week too and i'm still looking better than the seeds above me so i'm feeling pretty confident there's only one person i hope that does not win and it's diego it's it's diego and oh god! Well, we'll, if that. he li- if he listens to this, we'll hear about this. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna hear about it. I'm not gonna get into it because that's, that's something else. That's a whole nother spiel. But yeah. So hey, can y'all can y'all hear my wife yelling at the dogs? Or is that kind of yeah? Vaguely. I, I, I was just wondering how what this picks up. Um. Yeah, so I'm going to piggyback as y'all's NBA fantasy talk onto MLB fantasy talk. I said before we got on the air, I hate baseball fantasy. I mean, I'm our listeners don't know this yet. Ex-college baseball player, baseball my whole life. I can't stand fantasy baseball. You, it's too much. The lineups are too big. There's too many players, and you have to set a lineup every day. And on top of that, in the like in the beginning of the season, I mean, a pitcher, oh my shoulder hurts today. Well, you're going on the ten day DL. Oh well, my lineups fucked. And then like and like right now, but either way, no matter how how much I voice my despise for fantasy baseball. I've got a buddy who puts me in his league every year, regardless. Well, this year, I said, fuck it. I didn't even, today before this podcast, I logged on to my team for the first time since, not even, the I didn't even do the draft. Let me just run down this lineup for you. We've got how many, how many teams? Let me see. We have got – it's a 10-team league. I am currently in second place overall. And no draft, no lineup adjustments since the season has started. I'm going to just run this down. Salvador Perez, Jose Abreu, Chris Bryant, Gene Segura, Francisco Lindor, Marcelo Zuna, uh, Randy Arozarena from um, out of Tampa Bay, Nelson Cruz, and Mike Trout. And then on my pitching staff, Aaron Nola, Kyle Hendricks, who, sidebar, got fucking lit up last week. I don't know if y'all saw his, was it five or six home run first inning he put up? No. Um. I want to keep up with the Astros. I hate to say that. But. Then we, uh, the rest of my uh, pitching staff, I've got Sean Manea out of Oakland. Honestly, it looks like my pitching staff's kind of booty cheeks, but my hitters are solid. I was pleasantly surprised to see what my, my hitting rotation looked like. But that, that's my, this is my first year. Yeah, this is my first year doing fantasy baseball, and I I went 
I went all hitting pretty much in like the first two weeks. I, I was for sure the best hitting team. My, my batters are shit in the bed this week though. But one thing I hate, uh, are y'all, I don't know if it's standard MLB, but y'all do like it's every category against each other. That's not the way mine is. It, it, you get like a certain amount of points. Yeah, per that's player. the way ours is. Yeah, yeah, ours is categories. We have t- a total of 10 categories. 12. It's six batting categories and six pitching categories. And, like, the more I think about it, the more, like, I'm, like, in baseball, there's so many stats. And really, really, like, the ones we're leaving out are are a big deal. Like, it's, like, because we're doing the same thing for basketball categories. But, like, leaving out turnovers doesn't feel that big of a deal. But, like, leaving out out extra base hits feels like a big deal in fantasy. Because, like, someone who gets extra base hits all the time is getting you, you know, Something for that every time feels like a big deal. Yeah. To be left out. But I don't know. I don't love fantasy baseball either. I if, I, if I we keep like, this if uh I just feel like like fantasy football is like the sweet spot. I, I say that because I won our fantasy football league this year. But I mean it's just it's it's uh, perfect, it's perfect fantasy sports. Once a week matchups. Like you set your line oh, yeah. once a week and you let it ride. Like it's I fantasy baseball like consumes your life if you pay attention to it. Oh yeah. And, and like even even basketball, you do have to set it up every day, but like the games most 90% of the season, the games don't tip off till six. Yeah. Like baseball yeah. games are tip games are at twelve. Sometimes like, or, I mean, yeah, yeah like, an I'm... East Coast game might be at eleven. Yeah, you're like, fuck, I just yeah, what I, I miss what setting I up my lineup. Yeah, I set my lineups like in advance just in case. Like, yeah, I do it like two or three days in advance so I can still go back and check. Because at night, before I go to bed, I'm, I take me forever to, fall, to wind down and go to sleep. So I'll just do the usual thing or go check my fantasy teams, go do this, go do that, and go to bed. So I'll just check to see if any, I already have my lineup set. So I'll just see if there's any injuries, which my team's full of them. And there is usually just like my basketball. But I actually have a decent team. I have one of the best pitching teams in the league. I don't know how that happened because I would, we went through this draft, all of us did, except for like maybe two people not knowing anything. Oh, yeah. I think like what, Casey's like one of the only guy who knows shit about baseball. Casey, across the, I think, across the board. I think Tyler said he knew some stuff about baseball. See, I know, I know the Astros and big names. That's pretty much Yeah, that's why your team is 80% Astros. That's why when COVID hit them, yeah, people leave. Mm-hmm. Wiz getting an asterisk I mean, next to his fantasy baseball championship. Oh, that's funny because my team's called the Houston Asterix. Yeah, you don't want to know what my team's called. Yeah, we're not gonna say it. Yeah, uh, if you thought we were already canceled, just wait. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, my pick team. Oh, Chris Taylor. He's actually starting today. Okay, we'll change that later. But my pitching is Garrett Cole, Tyler Glasnow. Uh, is it Tyler? It is Tyler. Okay. Jose Barrios, uh, Ryan Yarbrough, Jake Arietta, Kendall Graveman, JT Brubaker, Yimmy Garcia, and then I got Christian Javier, Carlos Rodon, Den- Denilson LeMay, which is, or Lam- I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He is on the IL 10 list along with. Framber Valdez, and then I stashed Noah Syndergaard in my IR. 
That's my big gripe with fantasy baseball. Fantasy baseball, like the first the half thing. of the season, like I, I understand the 10-day DL. I get it. But from a fantasy perspective, it, the 10-day DL has all but killed fantasy baseball. Because, I mean, you can throw a guy on there for, oh, we can It really have. has. Like, and, like, even right now, like, Mike Trout is listed as day-to-day and didn't play today because it's April 25th and there's 140 more games left in the season. So, his wrist hurts. He's not going to play. Like, okay, well, I drafted you number one overall. Fucking play. Yeah, well, it makes me mad with people that are day-to-day and then they slap him on the IL-10, on the 10-day injury list. Yeah. That's what makes me mad because right now with the people on my offense that are on the injury list is Jacques Peterson, um, Anthony Bradon, Chris or Chris Taylor's day to day, but now he's starting. He has been missing games, and then George Springer. And that, that's what I hate too, because like really, like even as a good baseball fan, a big Astros fan, like I'm, I'm invested in the first 20 games, kind of see how the record shapes out, but then really to like what like August around the third quarter, yeah, you don't really like. It, it doesn't matter. Out, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. As, as, like if you're like, within if you're within what five games of first place or the wild card come August, like you're fine. Like like imagine a basketball maybe two game season. You can be like, wow, they missed the playoffs by one game, and they're one game out of the one seed. You can go back to like mid season and say like, wow. If so-and-so didn't hit that crazy game win a buzzer, they'd be the first seed or be in the playoffs. But baseball, you're not going back to middle of the season saying, wow. 161 Yeah. If they didn't hit that walk-off homer, they'd be like, it just, uh, if, you don't care. If Mike Trout doesn't strike out here in this game on June 17th, then <laughs> they make the wild card. Like, we're going to do that 160 times? No shit. But yeah, that's... Just- that's like I, I, I can't I can't get completely invested into it until the, towards the end of the season. It, yeah, because like, it doesn't matter. Like, there's too many storylines and there's too many possibilities. Like, what was in 2011 when the Cardinals, uh, my my baseball team, the St. Louis Cardinals, when they won it in 2011, they were like seven games back coming like down the late stretch of the season and then went on like a super hot winning streak and whoever had the wild card spot went ice cold and they snuck into the wild card spot from being seven games back in the last month of the season and then ended up going win the world series like the, the washington nationals weren't even like anywhere near what, like 2019 i think they won the world series they weren't anywhere near the playoff picture come uh come all-star game but they had the best record after the all-star game going forward and they rode it all the way to a championship and uh, they beat the Astros probably, probably for sure the best team in the league that year hitting and pitching because they had Verlander and Cole and they, they just embarrassed us, but mid season, they weren't even. Which I'm on, still on mad. They pulled, they, oh, I'm still mad. They pulled Grinky. We got Grinky yeah, too. We got Grinky. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let, let, yeah, let's not get into that, I think. But, like, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> mid-season, no one had the Nationals on their radar. Like, and they – Well, that's the come thing. Back. Like, baseball – Last season, too, with the last season, the Astros had a losing record. Nobody saw them being in the ALCS one giveaway game away from the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one, no one had them going that far. Well, it's not yeah. like – it's not like in like late season MLB. It's not like college where like you might have like a freaking like Oklahoma State is going to be like top ten in the nation, and then they they play like Kansas or something in baseball, 
MLB, who's hot? Like, who's hot in September? And that's who I'm wanting. Like, mm-hmm. that's who I'm putting my like money on. Like, you're the Nationals. Like, because it's the MLB. If you're in, if you're even in the conversation, come August or uh, September, you have just as much of a shot as anybody else in the league. Yeah, I'd say like if you're talking about like what they say any given Sunday in football, I'd say that's even more relevant for baseball because like for sure because ba- basketball is probably the basketball if you have. Both teams have their full lineup. I think the better team, nine times out of 100, is going to win. Yeah, well, and that's like more than football or baseball, basketball, like, I mean, one player can dictate the entire uh, game. And, I mean, but, if you've got two players like that, wrap it up. Like, yeah. But baseball, I mean, like, a nobody. Because, I mean, these these there's so, baseball so deep. There's great pe- people in the minors who had yeah. great college careers, and they just never get a chance. And it doesn't you even guys take, who get caught. It doesn't even take great people. Like it just takes great moments. Like that's the thing is like mm-hmm. baseball is more of like a game of moments than it is like a game of people, which tying this back into the fantasy thing is why fantasy baseball sucks. Because like just like imagine like in 2011, like you think anybody was clamoring to have David Freeze on their fantasy baseball team in 2011? Absolutely not. But then he hits a home run in game six and saves the day, and he's World Series MVP. I mean, he's he's a he's still to this day a hero in the city of St. Louis. But like before, literally before October 2011, nobody would have told you who David Freeze is. I still don't know, but but like, like a good example was I think I want to say it was. 20 it was either 2018 or 2019 with the Astros um we have like guys like Tyler White and uh Tony Kemp who are like fan favorites pretty pretty good had their moments but uh injuries piled up here and there with our star players we had to call out more guys like the Lindemus Diaz Alvarez and a bunch of other guys got called up and they're just they're they're just better than these guys that are just kind of like you know lingering around our team when they get called up from minors so once guys get healthy we just gotta let these other guys go and uh, and baseball is just insanely deep to me, and you never know who's oh, saying yeah. minors because exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm gonna segue this baseball talk into my next high point for our our last bit of our highs and lows segment, and that is as a lifelong college baseball as a lifelong baseball player played all through college. Um, obviously, naturally attracted to baseball cards my whole life I collected them I got my dad's collection handed down to me as a kid and I used to always joke uh with friends and with my wife that like one day this baseball card collection that I'm just saving up in cardboard boxes is going to be worth something one day well then a couple months ago out of the clear blue sky I get a message from my grandma saying that they found six boxes of full sets of baseball cards in their barn literally dug them out of their barn and they were going to go in the dumpster and my grandma like pulled them out of the dumpster for me so I got those yesterday six like full-size cardboard boxes 
Um, apparently they were going to be in like a garage sale for somebody else at one point because like all the boxes were labeled and whatnot. Approximately, according to whoever, I don't know who counted them, they're estimating there's roughly 60,000, 60,000 baseball cards in this collection. And mint condition, like look like they've never seen the light of day. So maybe maybe this is my last below 500 pop because I might be retiring in the Bahamas after I cash First in these nine. baseball cards. Because I'm telling you, so uh, it's six boxes. Two of the boxes are actually um, basketball cards. So I don't know shit about the basketball card market. But um, – I go, I'm going through these boxes. I spent hours yesterday digging through thousands of baseball cards. Um, all of them are like circa 1988 to 1994. And um, I mean, I've got my phone. I'm, I'm on eBay. I'm hunting. The one, the big one. Um, and of course, if anybody knows anything about the card market, that like a card doesn't mean shit unless it's been graded. So like, and which getting these cards graded absolutely terrifies me because you have to mail your individual card off to a third party mm -hmm. to grade it and send it back. It's like, okay, well, I know people, that, I know people that work at the post office. And if you think I'm putting this card that is potentially worth $400 in an envelope and mailing it you're high on crack because like what, they could easily switch it out too with the grader could i mean you got to find a reputable grader as well, well so, that's the, so i was looking that's another thing that i was gonna get into was so i i've never even looked into grading cards because i've never had cards worth grading um until yesterday so i'm starting to look into it starting to kind of see what i have my hands on uh psa is the company they're the big name in baseball cards they they are like the official source uh, for grading your baseball cards and if you have a psa they grade them on a scale from one to ten. One means throw it in the fucking trash 10 means fresh off the printing press and uh if you have a psa eight or higher like so if you have a baseball card that's you might look it up and it's worth five bucks. If you grade it and it's PSA eight or higher, automatic $50 or higher. Exactly, yeah. So, and so that's the thing is like, if I want, so now I'm into this, like looking into this thinking like, if I want this collection that just fell in my lap to be worth anything, I have to get at least some of the cards graded. Well, yeah, I'd go through and pick out the most valuable ones and then get them graded. So someone who has nothing about grading, I found out yesterday, Ballpark me what you think it costs to grade one baseball card. I don't know because I've never done it, but I would assume with so many people doing baseball cards, it would, it would be probably like 10 bucks. Minimum, starting out 20 bucks per oh, card. God. And I told you, I've got roughly 60,000 cards. So it's out of the question to get all of them graded. So you just need to pick out the most. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So 
God. I'm going to I'm gonna be taking PTO off work to go through these baseball cards and find out what I'm getting hey, graded. You found yourself an official side hustle. So, I mean, I guess. I mean, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, that when I saw that 20-buck charge come up, I was like, oof. Oh this, my this changes the game a little bit. You could fund better. Oh, my stomach would have dropped. I could. I could upgrade this shit-ass Wi-Fi that I'm working with right now. I, I still don't understand how my Wi-Fi is better than yours. And I have like yeah. I don't either. Speed. I don't either. Is, is it? Does that something to do with you hosting? It probably is. Honestly, pro- y'all are probably all piggybacking off of my Wi-Fi. Yeah, but maybe. Yeah, it looks like I'm never gonna host. Did Did you set it up with the? Did you set up a Zoom with the podcast email, or did you do it with your own? I did it with mine. So next month, let's try with the podcast email. Maybe if I host it, it might do better. I don't know. Yeah, we can try it out. Um, yes. But yeah, so that that was just my little my highlight of the week was these baseball cards that may or may not make me rich someday. So. If, if you guys stop hearing from me, know that I retired off these baseball yeah. cards. Don't don't forget about me. I'll slide y'all. I'll send you a better webcam. All right. Well, this pretty much concludes our high and low segment. Let's go ahead and move on to the NBA. Let's give off some NBA predictions for – Let's see the playoffs. How do y'all see the playoff picture rounding out? I I think it's really injury dependent. I, I'd say if everyone's healthy, every team, I've got the Nets. And I but I, I don't see that happening. I could see I've got a lot of faith in the Sixers, a lot of faith in maybe the Suns. And I, I'd say those are the two teams I have the most faith in, especially if teams like the Nets and Lakers are dealing with injuries. The Rockets bias is coming out of me on this, but I just don't want to see the Nets succeed. But I know with a three-headed monster of KD, Kyrie, and Harden all healthy, that's a, it's an unstoppable team. See, and I'm kind Surrounded of opposite. Blake Griffin. I, I want to see Harden win his ring because, I mean, that in, in the games that Harden has played, it's, they, they've only played seven games altogether as a unit. But the games that just Harden has played or just Harden and one of them have played, have been the best version of that team. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. I think it's obvious. Out of the three, James Harden's better than KD oh, and Kyrie. Kate, oh, that's only because so, KD's injury prone also right now. K- yeah. But I, I, if K- I if think KD was fully healthy, it's KD over Harden easily. But they've been playing the best version of basketball. James Harden has made KD and Kyrie better, dropping 18 assists when everyone's healthy and stuff well, like that. Well, I mean, you got to think too, though, like, you can compare Kyrie to Harden a little easier than you can compare uh, Harden to KD because, like, that is true. I mean, you can't even compare the game styles they play. It's like, no, if you're talking about like a duo, I'd rather have Harden and KD on court together than Harden and Kyrie mm-hmm. because, like, obviously, everyone knows Harden's nothing without the ball in his hands, and KD's the opposite, like, KD can can do whatever you need he can have the ball he can play off the ball he can do whatever but like i mean it kind of you hear it day in and day out all over the internet but like if you if you put harden and Kyrie on the ball on the court together there's only one ball and they can't both dribble Mm -hmm. it like and and that's why they've kind of but they even came to the agreement that when they're on the court together 
Harden's more of the point guard because he's better at it than Kyrie. They've even like yeah. Kyrie's came out and said that that Harden's the point guard, but Harden's never even played like. Of course, they play together in OKC, but since since Harden's kind of he he the past four or five years stepped it up to this new level. He he hasn't played with anyone near to, similar to KD in. I think seeing I, I think just Harden and KD slap them on any team, they're a top five team in either conference. Yeah, for sure. And then like also like I mean, you talk about the big three, but then like you have to also look at like who they have supporting them. I and mean, they've got Blake Griffin. Um, who else is coming off uh in like the they got DeAndre Jordan. That's the only uh, like, Joe Harris. big man. Yeah, I mean that yeah. team, I mean you want to talk about a complete team. That team's top to bottom. Nicholas Claxton is a name that came out of nowhere too. He's been he's been pretty great coming off the bench behind Jordan, just being a great defensive player. Going to the Sorry. complete other side of the league. I know that Wiz and Hunter both are riding this Rockets being in last place, primed for the number one overall pick. And, yes. and can I just say, I think the I mean, the Rockets they're not they're not good enough, but I think we're obviously taking. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at that lineup, there's no like there's we're, we're not the worst team in the league. Right, y'all are not 15 wins bad. No, no. I think they're just experimenting different lineups, but also we have to make sure that we get in a situation where we're able to get a pick one through four. Otherwise, all of this was for nothing. So I'm glad you said that because I was going to say, I actually saw a mock draft, uh, which an early NBA mock draft as the standing stand right now with my Thunder trading up to the number one overall pick to get Cade Cunningham from the Rockets. Who did y'all give the Rockets? Um, it didn't go into detail on the trade. It just had us swapping. the. It had the Thunder at the four pick, so y'all swapped down to the fourth overall, and it didn't say what was in, like, what other pieces were involved. But, I mean – with where the Thunder are sitting right now, the number four, a top five overall pick is extremely realistic. And I mean, a trade up to number one from a top five pick is not even remotely out of the question. So if I could get Cade Cunningham to stay in Oklahoma, I, I might watch NBA again. The, the thing I find unlikely about that is I feel like, like, like I said, the Rockets are obviously tanking and they're not as bad as they are. So a, a good piece or two. Like you, you get Cade Cunningham or even the right and, and the center. You don't and you, tank. You don't tank this hard unless you've got your eye on on something. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. If they, I, I, I doubt. I say if they are tanking like this, like it's because they they know that Cade Cunningham is a generational oh, talent, yeah. one of the most complete NBA prospects to come out of college in a good minute. And no disrespect to Wall, but he he he's not efficient enough. He takes bad shots. He yeah. I he, I, I I'd say Cade Cunningham in a lesser role is better than Wall in his in his role on the Rockets. But yeah, so that's where 
my limited basketball knowledge can kind of shine here. Being an Oklahoma State fan, I actually got to see a good bit of Cade Cunningham. And you talked about a lesser role. That was kind of Oklahoma State this year. I mean, it was live or die by Cade Cunningham. It was it was live or die by Cade Cunningham. And like when he was hot, we were hot. We were one of the best teams in the country. When he was cold, nothing was going on for us. So getting him into like a more limited situation with playmakers around him, you might actually get to see like, a, you might even get a better idea of what Cade Cunningham can do. Kate. We might, we might have to cut that out. I don't know. But yeah, that was so I, quick. I, I, I think, oh I think that the gist is, you pretty much said live live and die by Cade Cunningham. When he's hot, y'all won. When he wasn't, y'all yeah. lost. Yeah. Right. And so that's why I say like a limited, a limited, a more limited situation for him could actually benefit his play style. Oh, yeah. Because that way, like when he's cold, the whole team's not ice cold. I mean, because that was the way it was for Oklahoma State. Like if he wasn't out there hitting shots, like we just weren't putting points on the board as a team. Yeah. Versus whereas the Rockets, like, it's like I said, y'all aren't so, bad. Y'all are not last pick bad. No. So, and so I'm not super into college basketball, but obviously I know the, especially for March Madness, I know the big names and stuff like that. So who who would you, what NBA player would you compare Kate to? Oh, that's tough. Uh, see, so I'm the opposite. I don't watch enough NBA to make an accurate comparison. I mean, I've seen every comparison like just from like reading ESPN articles every comparison you can think of I mean there there have been I think Ben Simmons has been the big one that I've seen from a college standpoint uh, people calling him the best NBA prospect since Ben Simmons um I don't I, I, I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head uh I mean He's just complete. Like, he can shoot. He has cold nights where he doesn't shoot the ball, but he's big, but he can move like a guard. Uh, he can go – he's big enough that he can go down in the post and play. But on the nights that he feels like it, he can shoot from outside with the best of them. So, so, I'm, so I think he really would be a good fit for the, for the Rockets because – Christian Wood's kind of undersized center. And what is it? Um, Kevin Porter Jr. can play shooting guard, small forward, and Jayshon Tate can play small forward, power forward. So you can kind of slide those guys wherever you want and kind of just fill in whichever other spot you need. Like, you, you, you can – with those four guys, you could add pretty much whatever one position you want to that lineup and it would work. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I have hope for, but – all right, so how about real quick, see if we could do this off the dome. Give me your playoff seedings in the East and the West. One oh, through eight. Jesus Christ. Off the dome. Who do you think will actually make it? Uh, including plan? NBA is fucked this year. Oh, God, I forgot about the plan. I mean, it's tough. I, I okay, mean, I, can, I, let me, I can tell you all the current – seating and let's do it this way let's see 
I'll say, I'll say who's who, who's the one, who's two, who's three, and I'll let you answer yes or no if they stay there or not. So let's start with the Western Conference, and the current one seed is the Utah Jazz. Yeah, they're they're not moving. The, the the Suns have even dropped like two games recently. I think they want to stay the second seed because it looks like the Lakers are going to be four or five, and they're going to have to end up playing the Jazz after they win. Yeah, I mean, seeds one through one through three are pretty close. That's yeah. Uh, Jazz only have a one and a half game lead, yeah. and with that being said, this two seed is the Phoenix Suns. So who do y'all see? They stay in the I, two. They... I think I think the Suns want to stay two. So I think they'll even take three, but they they don't want to move up to one. They don't want to drop to four. They Suns want only have a half game lead of the second place spot. I just yeah, I've seen. I want to say that I could see the Clippers moving up to two, but I've just seen them so hot and cold. Like, I mean, what was that one game? They scored 17 points or 20 points in the first half. Like, that was like second week of the year. I just feel like, like, I feel like that kind of has been like representative of like the majority of their season, though. Like, they can be one of the best teams and they can also be one of the worst teams in the NBA. So, like, that's why I have a hard time, like, just coming out and saying, like, yeah, I think they're going to move up to number two. And, and I mean, when you look back at their series last year with um, who they blow it against the uh, Nuggets, they blew like three straight third, third, fourth quarter leads. It's because the first half they were great up by twenty, and the second half they were just god awful, nowhere, nowhere to be found. So Paul George ice cold the entire time. Well, but, and so. And, Speaking of comparisons, I think the comparison for this year's Clippers team and then, like, last year against the Nuggets, like you were saying, coming out cold, um, what was it in, like, 2016 or so that uh, back when, like, the Rockets still had Lou Williams, Eric Gordon, James Harden, like, that whole lineup of, like, three-point shooters and – if the Rockets hit their threes, they'd beat you by 30. But if they didn't hit oh, their yeah. threes, they were, like, extremely beatable. Yeah. That's kind of the picture I get with the Clippers this year of just, like – I mean, if they come out – I mean, if Paul George hits his shots, I mean, good luck keeping up with them. Oh, I mean, they've been great when Paul – like, the past two, three weeks, Paul George has been on fire, and they've been great. But I'm not – I wouldn't bet a penny on – Reliant on right because because it can stop at any moment like i mean you've seen it with the clippers you've seen it with the thunder when he was in okc like it's it's the exact same story as we saw with houston a few years ago like it all depends on if their shots go in and their shots can stop going in like that mm-hmm. so, all right well that being said clipper clippers are three seed how far? I, I don't see them staying at the three seed. I feel like they're going to drop lower because I, I, I was like going to say the same improve. thing. I was saying the same thing. And honestly, if we want to get a little bit ahead of ourselves, I also don't see the Lakers staying at five. I don't either. You think I they think, drop or go up? I think the Lakers are better than a five seed. But yeah, AD do, just I'll came take, back, and they're still not. They're still right. Andy Davis is on a fifteen-minute restriction. He's only, but, he, I think they said he's only going to play 15 minutes in the first half. And you've also got to look at – I mean, if you look over the history of LeBron's career, you've got to imagine, like, does he care? Like, no. Like, oh, no, he don't care. This he team was the four seed with the Heat. 
That's yeah, what I'm saying. Year. Like LeBron knows he can do whatever he needs to do at whatever time he needs to do it. So yeah, which that's why I think the Suns want to stay in that two seed because they won't have to face until the final or the conference right. finals, and maybe maybe someone gets injured. I think that's, I that's what, what Suns are hoping for. I definitely mm-hmm. see the, the Clippers falling to the four, or like I said, if LeBron just decides in his head that he doesn't want to be a five seed going into the playoffs that you see the Lakers move up and the Clippers fall possibly to a five seed if the Lakers decide they want to turn it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just when the when the Lakers are healthy, I mean, they have a great start. Schroeder, point guard. I can't think of who their starting guard is top of my head for the starter. I can't either. I can't off the top of my head. Kuzma, small forward. Oh, yeah, no, Kuzma's power forward. Is he? I thought AD was power forward. AD doesn't play center. Well, he, Kuzma's not a starter. Kuzma, Kuzma's a reserve. Or See, I don't bench. Know, I don't Lakers, it looks, Lakers, it looks like currently Macklemore is starting for the Lakers. Well, they, I mean, they just they just picked him up, but I'm talking yeah. about like healthy. Who is their, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know that line. The point is, they also have – they got four main guys, Schroeder, LeBron, AD, and Drummond all went healthy. Mm. That's a great team. Oh, that's mm-hmm. for sure. That's that's a, that's, a, that's dominant paint. That's great yeah. four spacing. And especially, you're not asking Drummond to score. He does not need to no, score. No, you're just team. asking him to defend the paint, which is something that he can do. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's, yeah. it's it's a scary team to look out for in the West. But after about 15 and below is where it starts getting shaky. So we kind of skipped the Nuggets at the four seed. So Nuggets, oh. I feel like they may move up to the third seed. Nuggets have surprised me because I know I know that's Jokic's team, but they haven't missed a beat without um Murray and exactly. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. has really stepped it up since, but I, I'm I'm surprised. I'm 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 still they're, they're a dark horse team. I could see them upsetting anyone, and mm-hmm. but all right, Lakers at five. I don't see them dropping lower than maybe six at least. No. They yeah. definitely don't want to go to seventh because then they get into play or play in. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna to fight to at least try to get fourth seed and above. So they don't yeah. lose, lose too much of home court. Yeah, that, that's what I think too. I think LeBron, like I said, LeBron just has that switch. And I think I don't think he likes being at five right now. And I think it's just a matter of time before he decides that they want a higher seed and he's just gonna make it happen. Yeah, that's just that's also it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of work because that's the biggest gap. The gap yeah. between the fourth seed and the fifth seed is a four game gap. Oh wow! So well, they got to put in a lot of work. There's only about 15 games left, huh? Exactly. So it's gonna be. It looks like it's gonna be tough. The Lakers only have 12 left. Wow. And they've got depending on where where they want to get to, they've got either a four game or a seven game gap to make up. Yeah. Do, do y'all know how the plan works this year? I have no clue. Um, I'm not. So, yeah, I have no clue because I was, I, was I was confused how it worked last year. So, last year was just the nine or the eight seed played the nine seed if they were within a certain distance. And that's why only the West did it and the East didn't. But um, this year, the seventh and the eighth seed play for the seventh seed, and the loser plays the winner of the ninth and tenth seed for the eighth seed. Oh, Jesus. So, like, oh, that, I think that's. Right now, the trouble is the seventh seed. So if they lose to the, they lose to the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are seventh. 
and then they have to play the winner of Spurs Warriors as it stands right now. Yes. So, like, if you're a seven or eight seed, you get two chances pretty much to get one of those seeds. Yeah. But I really don't like that that much because that could, I I mean, it's based off of one game or maybe two of the most. That could be two fluke games. No, and, and Mark Cuban even called the NBA out for it because it's like, you know, teams like to lock up that seven, like you could have a seven seed locked up by now and kind of like be comfortable, but you, you can't now. And yeah, um, he and said like, they wish they would have just made it 10 game, 10 man playoff. If you look at it from the Trailblazers perspective, like, I mean, you're the Trailblazers, you're five games above 500, but two games could end up seeing you like out of the playoffs to the Warriors mm-hmm. who like, they're currently like almost three games ahead of the Warriors, mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah, it just well, I would make sense. To I'm, me. I'm hoping for that because the Rockets had the Trailblazers pick. I would love to see it drop to like 15, 16, whatever it would be. Jesus. But, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we have number one, number sixteen. That's great, but I, I don't think it's fair, and I, 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 I guess I'll get on that get on what I was going to talk to you later. And because, like, you got to think about it, too. Like, so let's just say in a perfect world, the Warriors, who sit at 10 right now, um, they win, I mean, two games in a row. I mean, that's not that's not that much. Uh, oh, yeah. That You win two you, – you hit your shots for two games and you get in, sneak into the eighth seed. Are we, are we, like, looking forward to Warriors versus Jazz? Well, no, no Jazz honestly. Like four of them. I mean, exactly. honestly I – mean, I feel like Jazz would win in six, five or six. Easy. One team I don't see making it. I don't see the Spurs doing it. I don't think they're a complete enough team to even make it in. No. And if they made it in, it would be a sweep. One thing I'm going to say is actually I would give I, – I hate Steph Curry. I hate the Warriors. But I would give them the benefit of the doubt, Steph Curry and Steve Kerr having experience and the Jazz being knocked out of the playoffs so many times early. I think – the Warriors at eight would have a chance against the Jazz. I mean, I, I could see it. Don't get me wrong. I, never count out Steph Curry. I'm, exactly. You can't count him out. Right. And the, yeah. So, like, that's kind of, that's what I said about the play. And, like, all it takes for the Warriors to win that play and is to hit their shots for two games. I just don't know if I see that happening over the course of an entire series, especially with that being against the Jazz. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't buy into the Jazz. They're, I don't think they're as good as their record. I think Donovan Mitchell is extremely streaky and has his fair share of bad games. And uh, what's his name? Um, Rudy Gobert. He, he's playing great right now, but like he he definitely has his slumps too. He'll he'll go a month without scoring above twenty. And yeah. That 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 team is just. I think that team is streaky. So the last three seeds in the West is six, seven, eight. It's Mavericks, Trailblazers, Grizzlies. Who do y'all see taking the last three seeds? So of course I'm I'm hoping that the Trailblazers get sucked into that uh, plan. Uh, so uh, Mavericks are healthy and hot. I could see them taking the six and seventh and eighth. Seem like it's going to be Trailblazers, Grizzlies. Yeah, so I, I think the Mavericks are pretty set where they're at. I don't really see – I definitely don't see them yeah, I see falling. the Mavericks making it in. I don't necessarily know if there's room for them to move up, especially if the Lakers start playing better. But 
yeah, I just have, I definitely don't see the Mavericks falling below six. Yeah, I would say Mavs. I don't want to count the Trailblazers out, but I don't believe the Grizzlies can do it. So I'm gonna say Mavs, Trailblazers, and I think maybe Warriors work their way to the eighth seed. Yeah, I think I think the Trailblazers beat the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies are still young, and I could see them fall into. I mean, even the Spurs, the Spurs somehow beat the Warriors. I think the Spurs would beat the Grizzlies. Yeah, I think Just if the I think if the I think if the Warriors win their first play-in game, which I think they do, I think they beat the Spurs, then I think they win their second one and get the eighth seed too. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the Easter Conference, number one, Nets. I I think they'll stay there. I don't. I don't the Nets 70, are one. Seventy-six right just put up a fight to come take it, but I feel like they'll say the yeah, the Nets are one in the East. Seventy-six are there. Healthy though, the Nets are without hard. Seventy sixers are on a four game losing streak. Ben Simmons has been out. That's it. I think, I think without Harden, and you know, you know, Katie and Kyrie are going to miss a couple games. I think they take it back because Harden's probably not coming back to like uh, maybe maybe if it depends on when. Yeah, they they want to keep their three healthy because they know they can blow through anybody when healthy. Mm-hmm. But I could see him staying. If if they let Harden come back, I could see him keeping the first. But if or and if Ben Simmons is still out for the Sixers, but if they just end up resting their stars to the playoffs, I'll, I can see the Sixers taking it back. But with that being said, Sixers are the two seed. Y'all see them I, I maybe falling down lower, maybe to the Bucks. What, what's the difference between the Sixers and Bucks? A uh, game and a half. It's game a, a yeah, game and a half. I mean, it, it's hard because I think the Bucks have also been streaky this year, but um, I don't, I don't know. I think I think when the I think when the Sixers are healthy, they're not better than the Nets healthy, and but the Nets aren't going to be healthy. So the Sixers get healthy, yeah. I think they take over that first seed. Uh, I see the Bucks staying put. Yeah, I don't see the Sixers dropping any lower, so I feel like it'll stay the two or the one. That's that's the farthest. God, right. then it gets after that it gets clogged up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean you've got the freaking red hot Knicks. I mean, oh yeah, I, I love the Knicks. I'm, I'm, I'm to me it's, it's it's the Cinderella story of the NBA oh, this yeah. year. Love it. Oh yeah, it's a great so, great thing to root I, for. I, I I love an underdog. This is a good time for me to correct myself. I said that the Lakers had 12 games left. They have 22 games left. I can't do math. Wait, uh, it's a 72-game season this year. Fuck me. Okay, never mind. They have 12 they games have left. Yeah. I was They're right doing the first time. time. All right. Uh, Bucks at three seed. I just don't – I don't believe in Giannis. I really don't. No. He – I think his, his play style is very one-dimensional. And he can be in a seven-game series. It's obvious he can be adjusted towards. Oh, and it's—I right mean, it's already been shown. I mean, how many yeah. years now in the playoffs has it has he just been completely exposed in the playoffs? I mean, it's like it, right right now. If playoffs stay the same, he's they're playing. They're playing the Celtics. I, I think he, he could beat the Celtics. Honestly, they don't have a big man who can stop him. I think. But if you tell me the Hawks drop down to six and they have Capella and John Collins. I think, I think Hawks swipe the floor with the butts. Yeah. 
All right, now you go down to the Knicks. There's a four-game gap between the Bucks and the Knicks and the four seed. So I, I would, I would like, like to see them. I don't. I don't see the Knicks going lower, but I would like no. to see them so, somehow no. surpass the Bucks for three seed. No. I, I think, I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody would argue right now that the Knicks are better than the Bucks. I just don't know if there's enough time left for them to make up the four-game gap that they've got. Yeah, yeah, that would. They would have to keep how many? How many more times do the Knicks play the Bucks this year, if any? Let's uh, see. They do not. The Bucks do have a hot, tough looking schedule coming up, though. Um, they play the Hawks, Wizards, Nets twice. Wizards. Oh, Nets and Nets twice. The Knicks don't have a cakewalk coming up. They've got the Suns twice. Ooh. The Nuggets, the Lakers, oh, the Clippers. The all playoffs are playing teams, literally. Everyone's playoffs are playing. Everyone's got something to fight for. Hey, the Suns are up right now against Brooklyn. They're up by they're two playing? one. Yeah, Phoenix and Brooklyn are in Brooklyn. I, I think KD came back today. Yes, he did. But honestly, if you're asking me, like four through seven in the East. Anything can happen. Complete toss up. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It really, it really could. Way. I and think like the. I think sorry. the Knicks stay at four. I think the Knicks are like, just feeling it right now, and I think oh, yeah. they probably. I don't. I don't know if they have what it takes to like overcome the Bucks and get to three, but I definitely think they stay at four. Oh yeah. I think five, six, and seven. All three of those teams could land anywhere in there. I mean, like, oh, I think you could flip a coin with any oh, yes. one, any of those teams. Yeah. And then you go. They're all they're like wild cards. But then that takes us. That takes us to the play in. I think if the Heat get like stay where they're at and end up in that play in situation, I mean, I I think they're gonna run through the play in games. Do the do the The Hornets keep dropping? Because I mean, they've obviously been worse since Lamelo. Yeah, but so, Melo's also coming back. They're they're he's coming back. So if they could at least stay in the playoffs, so maybe try to get above the seventeen and above, they might have a good chance of fighting. But oh, I want to see him in there. I don't want to count out the Heat, even though because Jimmy Butler has that dog in him. And, but you know what I'm gonna say? The Wizards at ten, they might be that just was, like the Warriors. That was what I was holding on to. Is I think the Wizards at ten. Are gonna could potentially cause problems in a play-in situation. I'm not convinced in the Wizards as much. I, I can't. I can't convince myself. I'm, I mean, no, they're 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 definitely not winning any series. Oh but no! If, if, you, if you're telling me spoilers. right, but from a strictly play-in situation, if, I mean, if, if you're telling yeah. me Bradley Beal can't put up 32 games in a row and Russ can't give you a triple-double two games in a row to upset the Pacers and Hornets, I mean. I don't know it's, if it's pace, if it ends up being Pacers and Wizards. I feel like the Pacers will come out of that because Pacers have they got Lavert playing. They're still getting him comfortable. You got Brogdon, you got Sabonis, you got Miles Turner. I don't know if he's still hurt or not. It's Pacers have a great team. Wizards, you got Westbrook and Beal. What I'm going to say right here is going to be completely controversial, but like the past two months, the past two months, Russell Westbrook's been like a top three player in the NBA. He constantly insane. averages a triple double. He, he, but he's been averaging triple double with fifteen plus rebounds and assists and twenty plus points. That's that's like the past two months have been better than any stretch he had during his MVP season with the. Yeah. Thunder. 
he, he's okay. been insane. And so now you just trigger something like, so like you're not going to get any Westbrook hate out of me no. being an OKC fan. And so what you're like in a playing situation and talking about the, the pat, like the, the stretch of games where Westbrook is coming off of Westbrook is capable of that at will. Like, oh, yeah. and I mean, but I've the- seen it enough in Oklahoma city. Westbrook can will himself to any stat line he feels like. If, if the plane started tomorrow, I'd, I'd put money on the Wizards. It just depends on what happens the next. See, that's, I, just, I couldn't – I would love to, but I can't 100% put money – I couldn't put money on it because I just – I have a lot of faith in the Pacers, Pacers also. I mean, yeah, I, I don't agree with you. Team. I think that the Pacers are a better team on paper when you, like, and especially next all to around. each other. No, right. saying, they're more all around because the Wizards are only based on themselves off Westbrook and Beal. Pacers okay. have more than two people to depend on. But in a one-game plan, you have to ask yourself, in, let's say Westbrook gets pissed off and plays like he's been playing, and Beal shoots like he's been shoot, like like he's shown that he can. If both of those things happen in a one-game plan, can the Pacers keep up? That's true. That's why I'm with Wiz. I think like in a one-game play-in situation, I'm not necessarily saying I would like bet money on the Wizards. But I'm definitely keeping an eye on it. Confident in the Wizards. Yeah. With let's talk about the playoffs. Let's go ahead and keep looking forward toward towards the end of the regular season. And let's give our MVP awards out. Oh, Who do y'all have winning I'll, the MVP? I'll, I'll go last year. Oh God. Do you want to go ahead and take it first? Oh God! Why did you pick the guy that doesn't watch any NBA? So because we and can help you at the end. Okay, well my take is gonna be white hot garbage. Um. So okay, I'll start by saying, at the beginning of the season, I had LeBron locked up as MVP. Oof! Because that. I thought for sure MB, NBA is a narrative-based, storyline-based league. Everyone knows that. I thought that the Lakers were going to be in a much better playoff situation and a much better like situation to contend for the championship. And so I thought just the storyline and the narrative of LeBron taking the Lakers potentially back-to-back was going to push him to the front of the MVP race. I think we can all somewhat agree that's out the window. So I'm just going to throw out the safe pick just from everything that I've heard from everybody that pays attention to the NBA. If the Nuggets keep playing, I think Jokic is the safe, the safe money. See, that's, that's, that's who my pick is. I'm glad you say that, but I'll just, the media is not all hyped about Jokic as much. Exactly. As exactly. actual stats show. And NBA, I think, NBA MVP I is a it. hype award. NBA think, MVP is a hype award. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the firm believers that believe, or the MVP is basically picked by the media at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah. They, they ride NBA. that narrative throughout the whole season. And that's why I say, like, if the Nuggets just – if the Nuggets don't collapse in on themselves, that's – I just think he's the safe money mm-hmm. – but if he, if yeah, the, like guess, his, his stats show that he should be the MVP. But I mean, I wouldn't be mad either if Embiid won. 
Yeah. So I think but the outside thing... of Embiid, outside of Embiid and Jokic, I have no idea who who could take this award home. If it's just been such a odd, different year. I think, I think Embiid would run away for it with it if it wasn't for his injuries, because he he's missed like 18, 17 games, something like that this year, which is a lot. And that's not un, that's not unlike unordinary for Embiid. I mean, we we've, we've seen yeah. him struggle with injuries. Mm-hmm. And bad stretches in the past. So that's the other reason I think yeah. if you just want to look at storylines, if everything stays the same, I think Jokic has it in the bag because he kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, but Personally, I think Embiid, like Jokic definitely fills the stat sheet a little better, but I definitely think Embiid has a greater impact on the 76ers winning because I he doesn't get the assists. Like Jokic, that's pretty much their biggest difference. But other than that, I feel like Embiid's a better overall player. I'd take him minus injuries. But speaking of narrative-driven and stuff like that, and how Jokic doesn't seem to be getting as much love in the MVP conversation, is why is why the past like week or two, the media has been throwing Curry so hard. I was gonna, him. I was gonna throw that to you. So. You- you hinted at your Curry hate earlier. Yes. Yes. So they're 30 and 30 in, in the play They're not even in the playoffs. And I mean, the team has been disappointing, like, but he still has above average players, like in um oh, help me. What what are their names? What do you got? Wiggins and uh Ubre? He had James Wise most of the rookies. He's out. Yeah, mostly. Still got Draymond. Still got Draymond. Draymond's been great. So, why, why aren't you? Because what? How many games out of the? Why? Why can't the Warriors? Why haven't they won five more games and they're not in the five seed, tied with the Lakers? Why? Like, you can't tell me. I mean, Curry missed. Curry missed some good time too. Yeah, I mean, not not that much. I don't. I I don't think that. I think, especially with the way media has screwed over guys like Harden in the past. And oh, my God. He, even, even LeBron last year, how I don't think Giannis should have been behind Yard, or Giannis should have been behind Harden and LeBron last year, and he won. And LeBron and Harden both came out and said it was a media-driven award, and that's why. So just I don't think Curry has any right as a 30-30 and 30 team being in the conversation. I also Especially, find it weird that, like, I find it odd that Giannis is still in the conversation this year. Like, based off my limited knowledge, I'm sure he has the stats to kind of put him there. But I just, like, have we not all – do we not all kind of know what we're getting with Giannis at this point? Exactly. Like, like you're getting a one-dimensional player. It's, it's a tall Westbrook. Uh, that's exactly what I was about to say. I was about to say, imagine if Westbrook was almost seven foot tall and jacked. Like, it's the same skill set. Like, mm-hmm. if, yeah. if, if he could – if he, I've said this for probably a good two or three years now. If Giannis could shoot from 15 feet, just if he could just find a mid-range, he'd be head and shoulders above the rest of the league. Oh, yeah. yeah. But – he has got to be the most like game planable player in the NBA. 
No, oh, because yeah. you know exactly what you're getting with him night in and night out. And he's just big enough and strong enough to year in and year out keep himself in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But but tied into that, so pretty much my biggest pet peeve with the MVP award is how much the media flip-flops on whether or not wins matter. Because, I mean, technically, if you look look at it from a certain angle, even with all the games he's missed and how much he's improved the Nets when he's been there, Harden, when you look at the Rockets, should be the MVP. Because <laughs> the Rockets are hot garbage, but he dragged that team over and over again to the playoffs and got one MVP out of all of that. And because he was the third seed one year and Curry was the first seed, even though he had better stats across the board, they gave it to Curry. So I, I just don't get how they can even justify having someone like Curry or Giannis in this year's conference. Yeah, I think when you, like, from a Harden standpoint, if you, when you land yourself on a team like the Nets have, yeah, I just don't, I think you pretty much take yourself out of the MVP conversation yeah. because nobody's yeah. going to come out of that roster. Like, looking the best. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's they all yeah. rely on each other at this point. I mean, last year some people were saying that AD should have been the MVP conversation because how much he improved the Lakers. But you have AD and LeBron. But yeah, 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 to be to do that, AD would have to outshine LeBron. Which yeah. good luck, like. Yeah. Oh, no one's outshining LeBron. Honest, none of his teammates are going to outshine but him. I'm also going to say I think. LeBron is great. He commands the team. He makes the team better. But I don't think situational, at least, in year to year, I don't think the past five years he should have been top three MVP conversation. I definitely don't think this year, even if he was healthy and they were one seed, I think guys like Embiid and Jokic were still more valuable to their team than LeBron was to the Lakers. Because, like, it's weird to say, but I just – I think I think at times he's even detrimental to an extent, but I don't know. Yeah, so I think that about wraps up what we've got for today. Um, episode one below five hundred pod. Find us on. Is it just Twitter, or do we have multiple social medias? With. <laughs> Right now, I have Twitter. I need to set up an Instagram. Uh, if y'all want me to set up anything else, I can. But uh, right now, yeah. find right us on now, Twitter at below 500 pod. Um, Wiz is going to be working on getting us on pretty much all your podcasting platforms. YouTube will be a different conversation. Yeah. Well, for sure, we should for sure be on Spotify. I think I can get us on YouTube and I got to figure out Apple podcasts. Yeah. All right. All right. Run it up. All right. This is, this tell is your Monday. friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers, get that name out there. We're going to try, are we shooting for once a week episodes? Yeah, I think so. Once yeah. a week episodes. We don't really have a day locked in yet, but we'll find a day that works for all three of us and try to get more regular going oh, yeah. forward. Uh, yeah all right well this has been the below 500 podcast i'm hunter i'm huge thank you for tuning in signing off